So they all look at, they go, Ray, Ray, what did you think of? And then they hear this, and they look and they see, and he's like, it's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. So my boogeyman is like, oh, the white pants. So make Disco. sure you go see the Boogie scary dancer. Night. Boogeyman. That's so funny that you pictured the boogeyman as a <laughs> dance. There's a better chance you have people around you that can help, you know, the doctor and a, and a fireman <laughs> and right. a gang member <laughs> and somebody who knows how to make weapons. Welcome to 37th episode of What Should I Watch? I'm your host, T, and good morning, Grant. Good morning. Wow, the big 3-7. Congratulations. I don't think I've done 37 of anything. <laughs> I've done 37 years of life, which is pretty good, I guess. So it's officially summer. What do you think summer is? When do you think summer starts? When? I feel like for me, when I was a kid, it was always June. Because mm. so May, you get out of school. So the end of May and then June, Right. that's summer. And right. then also where I lived, there was more seasonal like you could tell it was kind of summer, you know, as opposed to like where I live now. And I think also maybe that, you know, the weather has changed a little bit over the years since I'm um, at least over 37. Global warming. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Climate change. Somebody told me it's summer after Memorial Day. Is that true? Do you agree? Oh, I never thought about that. You know yeah, what? I think I, I heard that, that from some kind of fashion thing. Oh. As much as I'm a fashion person, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I think it said you can't wear white pants after Labor Day because it's not summer anymore. Okay. And uh, I was like, what? Like, I think Koreans wear white pants all year long. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? So the white pants are only valid between Memorial Day and Labor Day is what I, I think that's what I read. I heard... I think even when I was younger, it was you can't wear a white dress uh, before before summer, like after Easter or before Easter oh. or something like that. Oh, but Easter is April. Right. Oh, that's that's for spring. That's what that is. That's for spring. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I hadn't heard that about the fall. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess white pants rule is after Memorial Day or starting Memorial Day and the last day is the Labor Day. So it's based off of American holidays. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> At least in America. But I wear yeah. black all year long, no matter what, anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter. My closet is 90% black. Well, you know about the equinox, right? Yeah. So technically, the summer solstice. That's and... the uh, spring and summer and winter. Right. So the, the longest daylight this year i think it's june 21st right we want to throw some science in there then you know you can look at it that way what about you what's summer start for you when i lived in korea i yeah let's get some korean perspective here (laughs) i was looking forward to the rain season because korea always gets um monsoon season it's not i wouldn't say like monsoon it's a little different Mm. korea technically doesn't have monsoon right you know, we're getting into like terminology here, science terminology. So it's not monsoon, but it's just rainy um, period. Yeah, rainy period. And Korea does have four seasons, but between late June to Ju- July for about three weeks or so, there's this period of just rain, cloud, extreme humidity every day. Wow. And that's technically your summer, huh? So, yeah, that marks kind of the beginning of the summer. Wow. And that's my favorite time of the year. Cool. And I really miss that. But see, I was also thinking, since we were talking about multimedia, Mm -hmm. I think what marks summer is blockbuster movies. Okay, yeah. Right? The release of the summer movies, yeah. And in Korea, it's always horror movies. Oh, really? In the summer? Yeah. Do they sell the best? Is that why? Oh, yeah. 
Like, huh. everybody goes... Even, like, TV shows, there are a lot of, like, horror TV shows and stuff like that. Something so, with a supernatural. So, wait, they're looking forward to horror movies in the summer. Yeah. That's in the in the, in the their brain. Like, oh, yeah, I can't wait till this horror movie. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's weird because I think American culture is, like, blockbuster and something, like... You know, even, like, there's a term summer reading, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, beach reading kind of thing. Right. But, yeah, in Korea, I think summer has something to do with this, something is scary. I think the reason is they say um, the expression is uh, scary stories that will, mm. like, they will make you chill. <laughs> chill. Because, like, when you hear something scary, chills. you get a little, like, sweaty maybe. Right. Right? And then, like, you get chill. You get the chills. So I think, yeah, I don't know. Or you literally, like, shake and get the chills when something spooks you. Sounds like fun, actually. You know what? There's a big blockbuster slash horror movie that just came out in America. Yeah? What is it? Boogeyman. Boogeyman. I don't know anything about that. I'm the wrong person to talk to about horror movies. Maybe that's also part of it. Same here. I never had, I don't, had any interest, really. I don't even know what really Boogeyman. I just... I know I have... I don't really know. Like, what the Boogeyman is? It's like, yeah, it's like a, a scary figure or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, uh, there are roots in some, like, early folk stories and oh. some writers of, like, children's stories and stuff. They kind of created the boogeyman. But, yeah, it's just that guy that's out there that's following you around or he's in the bushes or you see the figure. And that that's always been the boogeyman. You know, and the first Halloween movie, which was a horror movie I actually liked, this came out, see, John Carpenter, maybe it was in the 70s or 80s late 70s early 80s i want to say but that was a pretty big blockbuster movie and um Mm. they had referenced mike myers who's the evil guy as oh the boogeyman but really he was this guy who escaped he killed his family when he was a kid and then he was put into this asylum for years and then he came out and i guess he had some weird revenge thing so he goes back to his hometown but it was based on halloween it's like oh don't stay out too late the boogeyman will get you you know that kind of thing it's like but now when you look at it in this context, it's like, oh, is that was that a pedophile or like <laughs> was that a serial killer? What was it? What was a boogeyman? You know, we have yeah. different definitions for that. So that's an interesting thought. So what do you think the movie's going to be about? I have no idea. But whenever I hear the term, I've heard that word boogeyman before. Yeah. But whenever I hear it, I think about the song like boogie boogie now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I have like, no reference to that. That's hilarious. my context of boogeyman. is like always like that dancing da- disco song. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Of, so you're like, oh, is it like Boogeyman is like, I think about the <laughs> wide pants and... So he's just a really good dancer and they made a movie about him, right? I mean, I know it's a scary figure, <laughs> but I don't know, like for some reason that's what clicks in my mind. So I'm like, Boogeyman is like, oh, the wide pants. So make Disco. sure you go see the boogie scary dancer. Night. Boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah, the boogie woogie. Boogie boogie boogie. Is this song related... That boogie word is related to the boogeyman boogie? I don't no, I don't think so. If you know anything about this, please email. To, yeah, we have to do some serious Please educate us. Wikipedia uh, searches yeah. for this. Please educate us at Gmail. What? All what should I, I watch T? What should I watch T at Gmail? All I know is boogie, to boogie is to dance in a certain way and the boogeyman is some kind of yeah, horror crazy person who's out to get you yeah i probably am not going to watch it i'm not into creatures and yeah yeah that's why i never watched hulk i never watched king kong what else like all those (laughs) that's so funny that you pictured the boogeyman as a (laughs) dance boogie woogie now (laughs) i mean i know like i said i know boogeyman is scary thing but like it just i can't help it like Every time I hear the word, I think about the song. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. That's right. Yeah, in in general, I'm not into blockbuster. Right. No King Kong, no Hulk. Um, I do like Planet of the Apes, but that's a little different. I feel like it's a little deeper than just blockbuster. Yeah, that is different. Yeah. I mean, that had some books and a lot of, you know, sci-fi, political, uh, really interesting context that they were kind of, you know, working through. In fact, it might actually be happening right now. Yeah, it's yeah. You're right, and in, yeah. in that in that way with all the AI chat. 
Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Those are movies. What about like TV shows? Was there ever any TV shows that had creatures or that had that kind of stuff that no, you were okay to watch? No, it just never, ever interests me. Uh. And I don't get scared. Adam's Family? Yeah, but Adam's Family is not creature. It's comedy, too. Yeah, it's comedy. but it, And it's more like, you know, when you talk about creature, it's something that's not even... Like real? Not even like a ghost. Right. You know, it's just something completely different. Yeah, you know? that's true. But yeah, no blockbuster. You know, like a lot of those uh, natural disaster movies, I think they came out in the summer also. Yeah. Like, what yeah. was it? Um, what's that one? That big earthquake thing? Well, San Andreas? Yeah. I was sort of interested in, but there's like I a, never watched those. The earthquake ones. There was like the comets hitting. Yeah. All asteroids. those stuff. Like, I yeah, never Armageddon. watched those. Yeah, those were... The reason they put those out in the summer is because they spent a, a whole bunch of money on them, mm. and they wanted to get the return. So if you open movies right when kids get out of school, uh, there's your market. So what are kids going to be doing? Oh, well, they're free. They don't have to go to school, right? So what do they do? We want them to spend their money going to the theater. So that's why they release those movies in the summer. And not only that, it's you know parents have more time. Um, it's in general, it's just a better market for them. Wow. So that was always the, the rule. The same kind of reasoning behind Christmas. That kind of became a thing where you watch a movie on Christmas. So they started releasing not just Christmas movies, but actual movies on Christmas because uh, kids yeah. are out for two weeks or whatever. You know, You know, I briefly forgot they were talking about movie business. There's right. a reason it's called business, yeah, not movie business. art. <laughs> Isn't this a line from some movie? I feel like it was a line. Yeah. There's a reason it's called movie business. Yeah. <laughs> we're not doing movie chattery. So yeah, I don't like creature stuff. I'm definitely not into zombies. I never watched The Walking Dead. You watched The Walking Dead? Yes, I, saw I think you did, right? Two or three episodes, yeah. See, zombies are a little different. Like I I actually get scared of zombies. Do you? Yeah. I, I don't like zombies. I'm okay with spirit, ghosts, whatever supernatural stories and you know. I mean they scare me but in a different way. Like zombies I can't stand looking right. at it and it's just it grossed me out. So the undead is not... You're not a fan of the undead. And I'm okay with gore, um, chopped bodies, head. Yeah, you are. Whatever, all yeah, that bloody stuff. Yeah, you're into the whole, like, bloody, like, <laughs> surgeon, doctor, let's talk about, like, your wound and what it looks like, that kind of thing. Like, I can't... I don't like thinking about that stuff, but you're always like, yeah, and then, you know, they cut this part open and they put this part out, and I'm just like, no, stop. Stop it. So that's um, interesting that you're okay with that. But zombies, I can't do zombies. So that Korean show, uh, Kingdom. Kingdom, right? That was zombies, right? Yeah. You never watched. I watch never that, right? watched Kingdom. Wasn't there a movie too where like zombies and they're like on the run and they're like they get on a train or something? Train to Busan. That's right. I did watch it, did but watch I that, right? like missed out like a third <laughs> of the movies. You closed your eyes. You're like, no. That's uh. But the kingdom was a TV show. Yeah, right? that was so. Actually, speaking of a kingdom, that was the very first Netflix Korean original. Okay, that was the first one produced like from Korean. Right, by Netflix. That's awesome. So Koreans are, at the time were like, "What is Netflix? Like what?" They so no what? Idea. What day is it going to be on TV? And like, it was right. a whole new thing for Koreans. Oh, they were confused. Yeah, because <laughs> there was nothing like that. Right. Like Koreans would watch things online, but it's usually like, you know, like Korean major network. Mm-hmm. Like they have their website, so they put right. it on their website. So yeah, but Kingdom was the very first. One. I never watched it. Never watched Walking Dead. I didn't know that Kingdom. Yeah. That did really well, obviously, right? I mean, that helped oh, yeah. pave the way for them to do a lot of other stuff, Yeah, obviously. and I think that also paved the way for non-Korean viewers right. to, like, you know, see hey, pay attention what, to this. Yeah, yeah, see what Korean shows are like. And at that time, you had, obviously, K-pop's doing well. And, Already, and, yeah. And a lot of uh, so Korean movies are starting to pop yeah. up. But I watched one creature drama recently. Oh, Yeah. And that's what I want to talk about today. Oh, getting into creatures. Love it. Okay. So a Korean TV show with a creature. Yes. A creature, not a bunch of creatures. No, bunch of creatures. In fact, there are so many creatures Oh, really? In this. <laughs> oh, well, see, I was going to ask if you're better with just like one creature as the feature lead or if it's uh, if when it becomes multiple creatures, is that when it becomes no, a No, like creatures don't scare me. It's like, it's not that I don't watch them because it scares me. It's just... Yeah. 
I'm not interested in it. Right. Okay. It doesn't hold your attention. You're yeah, just like, okay, I'm like, whatever. whatever. It, it's gotcha. not scary enough. It's not yeah. like exciting enough. And I don't know. It's just like, whatever. Good. Okay. So we've got a show to talk about. I like it. So this show is also based on a famous webtoon. That's a really big trend right now. I feel like it's, it's easier to pick a show that's not based on webtoon. Easier or harder? Easier to pick a show that's not based on webtoon. Oh, so there are a lot of shows based on webtoons. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, what year was this? So webtoon came out, I'm not sure exactly, but probably five, six years ago or something like that. Okay. The show came out December 2020, which I'm going to get back to it. It's a really interesting time. Okay, so it's about two years old, three years old? Yes. <clears throat> and it's called Sweet Home. Is this one on Netflix? Yes. Woo! And, in fact, this is another Netflix original. Nice. Netflix Korean original. What was the year of The Kingdom? Do you remember? 2019. Okay, so this so, is a year or so after. Right. So they made a couple more Korean shows starting Kingdom, but those were, like, really small Things and then some are like um, high school kind of background shows so that were not for everyone. Right. And then they made Sweet Home, and this kind of became the next big hit. Okay, for Koreans. For Koreans and worldwide. Gotcha. So this was on like top chart in a lot of countries for a lot of consecutive like weeks. weeks. Yeah. Awesome. And still, I was like, I'm never going to watch it. It's like, whatever. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's just like Creature Step Monster doesn't like it, they don't ever like interest me. So I was like, whatever. And I w- watched it maybe like I think it was last year or something. I just, you know, honestly, I don't think I know anything about this. I may have seen something, but I don't remember seeing anything like what you've described so far. So that's really interesting. But you ended up watching it, and I guess you enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's not just monsters and people fight against the monsters story. Right. It's more in-depth. And it is sort of blockbuster because they spent... Uh, let me do the math here. <laughs> $30 million for only 10 episodes. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds about right, blockbuster-wise. Right. So 10 episodes, TV 30, show. $30 million. That's, $30 million. Yeah. That's pretty big, um, especially also for Korean content. Yeah, I, I would imagine they probably spend less money than we do. And when I watched it, I realized, like, okay, there are a lot of series, computer graphics yeah, stuff. Yeah, effects so and everything. Very high quality, too. So I think that's where they spent the money. And I read the director's interview and some... Um, background information on this it turned out that they outsourced the graphic work so it's not just computer graphic they actually built like right. a, built the monster yeah and then they used it like in yeah. the with the computer graphic I don't know all the detail but I guess there are some big companies in the US uh, one is called legacy effect yes you know about them wow yes you're you're well versed and the other one is Spectral Motion. Yes, Spectral Motion. Yeah, so I guess they're a really big company. So they're the one that made these creatures. They do... Um, they did Avengers, X-Men, yeah. Pacific Rim, Fantastic Four. They like do a lot. Yeah, there's, that's been a huge rise within right. the film industry over the last 20 years. So, yeah, I guess that's where a lot of money went to. The guy, um, you know, the, the when they did the Lion King mm-hmm. live action? Yeah. Um, John Favreau, he was the director, but he also worked before that on that Jungle Book kind of live action. Oh, I remember that movie. So they did Jungle Book and they did Lion King, and they started to figure out, like, some new innovative technology. And then they started using it, like, because it's Disney. It's also, oh, Disney owns Marvel and owns Star Wars. So they started using it. John Favreau also directs, like, Mandalorian so mm-hmm. he's he's part of the Star Wars stuff, and he started using it for that, and a lot of new interesting things. But 
those mechanical creatures that you build, that's actually pretty old school. Mm. Like nowadays they're using more computer, but for example, like Jurassic Park. Right. That was Spielberg, and he was still using old techniques, like yeah. building actual, like, actual d- the dinosaur, dinosaur foot, yeah. you know, and, like, you see the texture, and it's a different feeling than right. than something like that. But the Jungle Book was the first time I was like, oh, wait, you know, I do see how this is better than just CGI, you know. Uh. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to get into the technical aspects of it, but they're, they're, they're doing some really interesting things with that. So it's yeah. cool that that's also, they're looking into that with, with you know. TV shows like this. Yeah. So I went to those website, those companies' website, and actually saw some still cut. Yeah. Like how they built this monster. Oh, cool. And there was like actors wearing the like monster like, suit <laughs> and stuff. I was like, oh my god. Well, it's certainly a lot of work. All the uh, you know people that work on these things and all the things they build behind the scenes. I mean, it's amazing. I guess that's where your thirty billion won goes. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> So this show got 83% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. And here's Netflix's description of the show. As humans turn into savage monsters and wreak terror, one troubled teen and his apartment neighbors fight to survive and to hold on to their humanity. I think this is really poorly written. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like it is what the story is about. But yeah, yeah. But that doesn't do it justice, huh? So I'm gonna tell you what really the story is about. Great. Hyunsu, a high school student who is a reclusive loner, moves into a shabby apartment building called Green Home. The rest of his family had recently all died in a car accident, leaving Hyunsu alone. On the rooftop of the building, Hyunsu encounters Eunyu. She was training to become a ballerina, but since a bad ankle injury, she has just become a problem kid and expelled from school. Eunhyuk, the older brother of Eunyu, is a medical student with a cold personality, as if he doesn't have a heart. Jisoo, a young woman and an aspiring musician, lives on the 15th floor. She has recently moved in like Hyunsu and is getting to know the neighbors. She runs into Myung-suk, who introduces an imaginary baby girl in an empty stroller. Then, a man named Jaehan appears and explains to Jisoo that Myung-suk lost her baby last year and has gone a little crazy. Jaehyun is a Korean language teacher and a devout Christian. And Yoon Jae lives on the 8th floor, but he is being tortured by another resident, Sangook, who looks like a gang member. A week later after he moved in, Hyunsu opens the door of his unit to bring in a ramen box delivery. But the box was all ripped open in a mess and he encounters a bizarre sound and brutally killed cat from the next door. He locks the door right away and shakes in extreme terror. And right then, the woman next door rings and asks for help. Hyunsu gets a weird vibe from her, so instead of opening the door, he tells her that he would call 911. But there is no cell reception. In the meantime, the building shutter on the first floor goes down and the building is sealed. Residents are shocked and panicked by the strange creature and phenomenon in the building. They come down to the first floor one by one after receiving the wireless emergency alert. Soon they see a couple of very tall people approaching outside the shutter. But the residents realize that they are actually blood-sucking monsters when they kill a resident. Amid the chaos, one thing that is certain is that the mysterious monsterization is spreading throughout the city. Dushik, an army lieutenant turned weapon manufacturing engineer, and two young orphans after their dad was killed by a monster, joined the survivor group gathered at the daycare center on the first floor. 
and during the mission to bring them down from the 14th floor, the residents learned the seriousness of the situation. Soon, the government declares an emergency martial law. They say that the exact cause of the monsterization is not known, but an infected person should be killed within the golden time because once it becomes a monster, it will have a regenerative ability, making it almost impossible to kill. Meanwhile, Hyunsu finds out that he is becoming a monster because he is showing symptoms such as severe nose bleeding and hallucination. Residents vote and decide to keep Hyunsu with them for the time being, with one condition that is to leave all the dangerous tasks to him. Soon, the elderly man Gilsup and his caregiver Yuri come down to the first floor and join the group and all residents set rules to survive. Number one, always move in group of two or more. Two, food will be rationed in small amounts. Three, measure body temperature daily. Four, make the most use of semi-monster Hyunsu. Lee Kyung is a female fighter fighter, and thinking that she'll be useful, Eunhyuk tells her what he saw on the internet before. He says that he came across a blog called Crew Crew, and there was someone who knew about the infection before the government announcement. The blog post goes like this. This is not a disease. It's a curse. I've been consumed by it too. It's better to kill yourself because humans won't get through this. Still, if you decide to survive, there is something you must know. However, the internet was cut off and Eunhyuk couldn't finish reading the rest. Yigyeong remembers this particular blog named Crew Crew from her husband. He used to be a psychiatrist, but has been missing and now she believes that there's more to her husband's missing case. Okay, wow. So uh, we have a lot of characters, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess we're kind of stuck in this building, right? Yes. Now, to be clear, these aren't zombies, right? No, not they at all. They seem to be, they sound like they're more aggressive and they're fast. They're not just like dumb, like, oh, I smell flesh, you know, and now I'm going to go towards no. it. And they're easy to kill. In fact, that's sort of like the fun part of this show. Yeah. Because all these monsters have different looks and personalities. Uh, so maybe they use a little bit of who they're like, taking over or whatever. Exactly. That's interesting. So maybe it's more like a um, viral genetic thing that changes you and then you are the monster but i guess you figure all that out yeah so as far as uh you know is it pretty violent is this okay to watch for like everybody or i know you mentioned there was a cat killed and yeah they show all that stuff yeah it's pretty gory gory is the word yeah and there's no this is rated mature audience okay mature on netflix but i'm not sure i mean there's zero sexual stuff in it again this is a korean show so right <laughs> but um it got the mature audience rating just for the violence wow so it's up to you if you're really sensitive about you know blood um there are a lot of bloody scenes bloody, <laughs> bloody moments <laughs> So, well, we're talking about survival of the species here. But so. I feel like I see, like, I never watched Walking Dead. But if yeah. you are okay with zombies, if you can watch, like, zombies eating, like, biting people and stuff like that, right. I think I think this is fine. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds really cool because, you know, they seem like they, uh, this is kind of a, there's a little bit of a formula here, right? I've seen this in other movies, like, oh, where a group of people have to come together to fight something that is basically doesn't have anything to do with politics, doesn't have anything to do with your country, doesn't have anything to do with the world. It has to do with survival of being a human, basically. Right. So I like the setup because it's interesting. You can see and 
you know, they set rules and they're trying to figure this out. And they're also not just like killing everything all at once. Exactly. They're keeping that person alive because they see value and we can learn from this if we want to beat this, you know? Right. That's also interesting point in the show because at that point the you know survivals they knew this guy's gonna become become the monster and gonna be a threat but they take a boat so he is being kept at least for the time being right and the reason is they think well he can be useful right he's gonna be dead anyway or he's gonna be killed anyway right so it's like is it humanity or is it not humanity like you know it's it's too exact yeah. contradicting reason that right. they kept him alive. Yeah. Because like at the same time, like, okay, he looks totally fine. He looks like just a yeah. little kid, high school kid. We can't just kill him off because just because he's showing symptoms. So at that moment, like, yeah, how can we kill this little kid? But then right. at the same time people are like, Well, he's he's gonna be useful, he's gonna be dead anyway, so if we need to run upstairs and because there are monsters everywhere in the building, you don't want to move. Right. So if, if we need to go upstairs, if we need to do anything, we can just send him up Yeah. to do all the dirty yeah, work. So it doesn't, because it doesn't matter if, he, if he's going to die. I wonder too, if that changes, you know, so many of these kinds of things, these kind of stories where it's like, Oh, immediately they get bit or like a vampire, you just turn into a vampire or, you know, you turn into this, awful zombie so now you have no brain or function but when this person gets infected and they're aware that they're infected and they have that you know self-awareness does it change them like maybe he'll be good is that question breached oh you mean like like maybe maybe he'll be a good monster maybe he'll be on our side (laughs) you know it doesn't seem like the you'd be able to have control over that but that's where my head went when I'm picturing this guy like, oh, he probably wants to just kill himself, but he figures, okay, I'm getting sick. Maybe I can help these guys. I don't know. Is that, they talk about that? That's, does, yeah. Maybe that's not where the story yeah. goes. I don't know. Yeah, they do. I mean, they touch on all those aspects of, you know, disaster and humanities right. and all that. That's cool. But um, to answer your question, I need to explain some other stuff. Right. Okay. Well, no worries. I can, I can watch. But that, that's one of the things I would be interested in seeing. As far as the cast of characters, too, it sounds like some pretty, like, seedy... <laughs> like, you've got someone who's crazy because of her child being lost, right? Yeah. And then you have uh, somebody who's, like, torching someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are not regular people that, like, exactly. work, work at the bank or anything. No, so. and that's a really good setup because... At the beginning, this building that this high school kid, Hyunsu, moves in, is a, the building looks like it's going to crumble down at any moment. Right. And these are like marginalized people in the society. Right. And when you think about disaster, you know, who are the ones that actually gets first Get killed help? first or get help first. Yeah. yeah. And how do these people who are marginalized in the society survive or don't survive? Right. So they don't get any help. I think that's an interesting point. And we don't know if they're getting any help or right. don't get help because right. of certain situations that happen in this show. But, yeah, I think that makes it more interesting. But also, you know, they're kind of like ordinary neighbors. I mean, yes, yeah. they're not bankers or anyone, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's this mom who used to live in Gangnam and her business went downhill. Mm. So she moved into this apartment building with her daughter. But her daughter gets killed in the first scene by the like first monster you see. Okay, gotcha. So you actually kind of feel like these are your ordinary neighbors you right. can like always run into. Well, I mean, obviously those kind of people all exist. So why not? You know. Yeah. Why not stick all these characters in this place? I guess it, is it kind of a you said it's kind of a rundown area or yeah. Okay. How big is this building? It has fourteen floors. At I least? think it's 15 or 16. Okay. Yeah. And that's the only building that we're aware of. We're not aware of any other people in no. the buildings around. No. That's just where We don't know place. what's going on. The only thing that we're sure is that we see, like, the surrounding scene. Yeah. Like, I guess you can say drawn scene. Drawn shot. <laughs> pretty much the everything animated. is, like... Yeah, pretty much everything's, like, gone. It looks like... Right. Wow. You know the movie, like, I Am Legend? Yeah. Like, Will so it's Smith? Like that. Yeah. It's, it kind of looks like the... You know, nothing's happening outside. So like nobody's out. It could be that these are the last people on Earth or on in a career or whatever. Right, or right? one of the few okay. survival groups. 
Wow. Or everybody else is like cooped up in their yeah. house or whatever, you know. Yeah. So you don't know what you can guess. Probably that's what's happening, but you don't have information, and that's another sort of a curiosity that as to the reason why you want to keep watching it. Well, uh, so we've kind of got the the plot and the setting of this, and you know, um, it's a it's a life or death, and you know, we talked a little bit about the characters, but um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about story. So I have I have some questions. Um, I think you should have a lot of questions at this point. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious about several things. I'm not sure if we want to focus on that today now that we've kind of laid it out or if we want to follow up next week. Yeah, there are definitely stuff that we need to go deeper into in the second week. We definitely can't cover this. Although this is only 10 episodes show, we definitely need to leave some stuff out for the second week because I don't want to have three hour recording for one episode that's <laughs> right. way over my goal limit right you got to be uh, under an hour i'm for trying to do one. an hour yeah, yeah i like that and it's it hasn't been happening in the past couple of weeks so okay well i'll get some questions together uh, along with the ones i already have and then we'll uh, ask those next week yeah but yeah thanks i appreciate you uh, having me today so just gonna dive right in uh so we mentioned uh the monsters the creatures so how is this happening? Like, how are people getting infected, I guess is the right word? Yeah. Um, and I, I know that some of the symptoms that you'd mentioned may be like, I think it was nosebleeding. Someone was had a nosebleed. So right. they knew that this person was becoming that. Or I guess you feel something. Or So two parts. Uh, what? How does it happen? And then what happens to you? Right. So first, you don't know. In the beginning of the show, you don't know how you're infected, and the government doesn't say anything, even in the, like, emergency uh, announcement. Right. They maybe. say, like, we don't know the exact yeah, cause. maybe they don't know. But what the script figured out is that, and as a viewer, what you figure out is that the very first symptom is you start having nose bleeding. Okay. And it's a lot of nose bleeding. It's literally it's, getting rid of all your human blood, probably. <laughs> it's like waterfall out of your nose. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, again, like, if you're sensitive to, like, seeing blood, if, if that's your weakness, maybe this is not the show for you. Um, but, I mean, the scene's not going to last, like, a whole minute. So, I don't know. I mean, you can do what I did when I watched zombie shows. You can look away. Like, yeah. Close your eyes. So, first symptom is you start bleeding, nose bleeding. And then you start hearing things, okay. and you hallucinate, and you feel like extremely cold, or you don't necessarily feel cold, but your body temperature drops a lot. Right. So what do you mean by hallucinate? That's a good question. That has something to do with why you're getting infected also. So when you hallucinate, you see something that's been haunting you, like maybe a trauma, maybe something like from unpleasant. From your memory? Yeah, from your memory. Okay. So that that's the stuff you hallucinate. And, you know, for example, like, you know, a couple of days ago, I had so much sugar. I had like ice cream <laughs> and I had a bag of cookies and I regretted so much that day. Aww. So like if I were to hallucinate right now, it'll be that day again. And like, oh, you're stupid. Like you ate all those ice cream. And, like, somebody would, like, be yelling at my ear, like, how stupid are you? You ate all bag of cookies. You ate all the ice creams. And then, like, when I'm hallucinating, like, I'll be eating those again, like, force-fed stuff again. Oh, so it's, like, this stuff, like, horror memory. Of, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Very traumatic. Right. Okay. <laughs> Although that seems kind of fun. Your your. I mean, tra- yeah, in trauma. my case, yeah. So, yeah, so they have whatever... I mean, you know, it seems kind of logical. So do you know? I mean, is that something you can reveal, how they get infected? I know they don't know at the yeah, beginning. Uh, yeah. So when you, for, okay, so first of all, when you start having nose bleeding, you know immediately, like, I must be infected. Right. But it has nothing to do with, I think this is where it, the show breaks all the rules or cliche of all the other, you know, monster or zombie right. shows. So it has nothing to do with, close contact okay or getting in touch with um touched or bitten or infected with or like blood, like or blood like spatter yeah. like has nothing to do with any of those oh. not even like airborne 
Interesting. This is all inside of you. So it's in it's your all mind. Within. You have a bad thought. Is it you? You think you you lose self esteem and that makes you <laughs> turn oh, into a close. monster. You're getting close. So nothing but Negative your energy? own desires. Nothing but your own desires. Right. Is it based on like good versus evil? Uh, it could be. I mean, it desire doesn't always mean bad, right. you know. So, for example, this woman who lost her baby and she's gone a little crazy, you know, her desire is that I wish I had my girl with me now, right? Which is my baby, totally、back. understandable, right?、Mm-hmm. So, a little bit of a spoiler: she turns into a monster because she has that desire. Oh, just because she has a desire, any very desire. strong a desire or strong、desires. desire, yeah, right?、Okay. So if you are a person who isn't in need of anything or have a desire, like a strong desire, then、right. maybe you're okay. Yeah. For, so, for example, wow, I think that's in, really cool. In this setting, Buddhist monk、right. probably won't turn into a monster. That's it. So that's the that's the social commentary. Right on society. Exactly. So everyone is is consumer based in a way. So they have、exactly. so many desires, and it's all they care about are all these things. So this infection is is like because it's going to wipe out everybody. Basically, I mean, it's literally it's yeah, it's a metaphor. The desire is literal, killing yeah, you. That's insane. I never would have thought of that. How do they figure that out? Do they figure it out? Well, let me ask you this before we get onto that. Yeah. Because we're talking about how you get infected. So, if you get infected through your desires, can you uninfect yourself? No. So once you once. But you can prolong the golden time. Okay, you can stretch out your life before you turn. Right. So you're sort of be- at that point, like you're like half monster. Right. You if you're re- still you, but okay, but you have to reverse your thinking. You have to be like a monk and have no desire. Right. <laughs> oh my god. No, for for real, like that's what it is. <laughs> So like oh once you if you if okay so you get infected because you desire something, and once you're infected, if you can figure out that that's why you're infected, then you would stop thinking. But about what's、that. interesting is in the show, like the neighbors don't know it for sure. Right? How would you know? For because、sure? they're、yeah. like sealed from outside, and there's no reception, there's no TV,、right. there's nothing, right? But then this boy kind of figures out, and as a viewer, you sort of figure out like maybe that's it too. Like the boy's not sure,、right. but as a viewer, when you watch it, like, oh, maybe that's it, because they say. So they kind of point you in that direction. Okay, that's really cool. So I have one thing I'm thinking of that just came to my mind. Yeah. The movie Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. So、uh, at the end of the movie, it's the Ghostbusters, the four of them. Is it the first one or the second one? I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one. That's how bad my memory is. But at the end, they're confronting the demon on the top of this big building. Right. Yeah. So there's four of them, right? And the demon is like, "I'm going to make you. I'm going to destroy you with your own like thoughts." Or he says、oh. it in a way. He says, "I'm going to destroy you with your own like a creation of your own. Like you're going to create your own downfall." Right. And so one of them is like, "Oh, guys, don't think of anything. Keep your mind blank." Oh, because they don't want. Oh yeah, yeah. To use your、remember. thoughts to create something to destroy them, and then the monsters. Okay, thank you. Like you did it. You created. This is a horrible, a horrible explanation. But he's like, yeah, you you just gave it to me, and then they're all like, what? Did you think anything? No, I didn't think anything. And then one of them's quiet, and that's Ray, which is I think the Dan Aykroyd character, and、uh, so they all look at. They go, Ray, Ray, what did you think of? And he's like, he's like, I. I thought of the gentlest, most cuddliest, you know, thing that would harm me the least that I could possibly think of, and then they hear this, and they look and they see, and he's like, "It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man." <laughs> it's like the guy on the bag of marshmallows. Oh, I remember、and、that. So, a giant, like, building tall. Yeah. Stay puff marshmallow guy with the smile on his face <laughs> like comes around the corner and that's what they have to fight、uh, with their、uh, with their things. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So in a way, the as soon as you like say, "Oh,、yeah. you don't think about anything now," it's hard to like 
not think about something, you know, right? Or yeah. not desire something right. in this case. I mean, f- first of all, like you're stuck here, like you're in extreme terror. Yeah. How can you not think about like Food, I want to eat, safety, I wanna, like, whatever. Yeah, I want to watch Netflix. I want to, you know, shower. Right. Want to be all in a those things. Home. But this monster radiation is it's based on like your strong desire that's been holding you like not like oh i want to eat ice cream right now like not it's not spur of the moment yeah that's the difference so it's already kind of like a pent-up uh desire or something inside of you that's driving you right even before it happens so let me give you an example so yeah in my summary the very first monster that hyunsu ran into Mm -hmm. like he opened the door. It's like, okay, I, my ramen was delivered, so I'm going to bring that in. So he opens the door, and the box is all ripped open. It's like a freaking mess right. in front of his door. And there's a trail of these like a ramen uh, crumbs leading up to the next door. Yeah. So that's why he looks towards that direction. And then the doors open, and he see like a hand come out and then grabs kill cat. Something. That next door woman turned into monster, or she was turning into monster. And she wanted to be a K-pop idol kind of person. Oh. So all she does every day is starving herself and work out. Right. Because she want to be like, what, 90 pounds yeah, little girl. Yeah, she's got to get in shape. Shape. In shape so she's like weight. always on a diet. She oh never eats enough. And so her desire is like, I want to eat. Right? Yeah. Like she, I mean, as a human being, she probably wants to eat a lot of stuff, but yeah. she can't. Right. So when she turned into monster... She became this like eating machine monster. Oh. So she she was yeah she was turning into a monster. She sees this ramen box. She just like gorging on it, right? And she like eats the cat. Like that's why the cat was killed. <laughs> it's her pet cat, right? Right. But then like the cat was killed, and she's so, like attacking okay. people so she's to hungry. eat. Right. Yeah. So she's a hungry monster, so and you, because that's her desire. Right. Okay. But see, if you if that's the first monster you see, you might confuse that with right. Oh, these monsters want to eat people. Right. That's what they are. Right. But then you learn it's everyone's different. Huh? Right. What are some other examples in the show, or can you say? Uh. Do they give you a few different monsters? Yeah, I can. I guess so. The when the residents come down to the first floor, the like the metal shutter goes down, so mm-hmm. the the building is sh- shut down. Like the, the security gate. Yeah, security gate shutter. And the tall people, they think there are, like, people outside, like, oh, maybe we should bring them in. <laughs> but then they're wearing, like, a patient outfit, like, in the hospital, uh-huh. patient gown. Yeah. And they're blood-sucking monsters. Right. So because they're patients from the hospital, and they may, maybe they were in surgery, maybe they, they need more blood transfusion. Oh, so their desires. So they're, healthy they're killing people to suck their blood. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of creativity in this story. Oh yeah, that's why we need it's a whole second week to talk about the show. But before I go, I want to talk about some of the characters in the show. The the actors in the show, there are a lot of uh, good actors. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily like a list, but like people who take acting seriously. You know, and interestingly the high school character the high school boy yeah he was in the show that we talked about the dream deferred remember that episode yeah the ballerino the seven-year-old yeah. ballerino man is he the was he the ballerina yeah he was the young ballerino that taught cool. an old man and what's interesting is his first tv show that he did or might have been like first gig his first show he acted in was also netflix original Wow. One of the first Netflix original. And it was like little like teenage romance kind of show. Mm-hmm. So he was like a typical pretty boy in the show. I, I never watched that one, but that's how he kind of got popular. I think yeah. it's called Love Alarm. And I'm sure I think that's also popular internationally. Like people who want to watch like romance, young yeah. romance show. So Love Alarm, that was his first show. And then he did Nabilera, did the ballerino. Mm-hmm. And now he's here some crazy half-monster <laughs> warrior kind of person. Um, That's a pretty broad uh, range of characters. Oh, right? yeah. I think he's a pretty good actor. I think he's a little underrated hmm. because he looks a certain way. Right. And so, yeah, but I think he's pretty good. And there's uh, this Korean language teacher character. 
Um, he's really like a good character. He's, he has good morals, and he actually ends up liking one of the characters in the show. And he was in Mr. Sunshine that you watched. Oh, no way. And he was also in On the Verge of Insanity, my most popular episodes. So his name is Kim Nam Hee. That's his real name. Sorry, who was he in Mr. Sunshine? He was a Japanese guy. Oh. Not like the guy who, like, he just had the expensive house, right? Or he was with the military guy the whole time? Yeah, he was He was a Japanese military guy, but, but he he's, like, Korea. higher up. He and then he was Korea. in the U.S. and started together. Okay. They were buddies back in the gotcha. day. Gotcha. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. He was, like, yeah, the he was worst really character. Good. Yeah, really like good Like, everybody actor. hated him so much. I'm sure. <laughs> and another actor was in Mr. Sunshine. He was the pottery maker, the pottery master. Yep, the I old remember man. him. So he's the, like, kind of old man in this show also. He's kind of one of the few elderly. Yeah, he's great. I like him. He's in a lot of shows. He's also in The Designated Survivor that we yep. covered. He's the president in that show. He's also in I, I Haven't Done My Best Yet, the one we covered in my dream trilogy. He's the dad that has to tolerate his crazy son. He's got a great voice. He's been in the, I mean, he's been working in the industry for, you know, pretty much all his life. Yeah, I'm sure. So. And there's another woman here, the one who turns into a monster because she lost her baby. Mm-hmm. She's the seafood diner owner in Cha Cha Cha. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. her. She's also in a lot of different shows. Yeah, like she always good. gets small sub roles, but in different shows. But the one that I have to really, really put emphasis and everybody should pay attention to is the female firefighter character. Yeah. Her real name is Yi Xiang. When you watch the show, you're going to think that's computer graphic. Yeah. But that's her real body. Okay. So you see her body? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not in that sense. Yes. <laughs> She's in her tank top and pants, but like you see her back muscle. Oh, yeah. And you think that's a computer graphic because she's supposed <laughs> CG, to be like firefighter and right. like strong character. She sort of like helps the neighbors. Right. And that's why the medical student character shares this information. Like, I think this was going on for a while. Right. You know, and because he thinks like this woman can be useful. Like, yeah. She's a... She's a firefighter. Yeah. Yeah. She might help save him. That's right, her job. Right. So <laughs> this guy shares, okay, I don't want anyone to know, but like, I think you should know and we should find something out about this, what's going on. And because her character is firefighter, you think like, okay, like they have to make her a certain way, look a certain way, but that's really her. And in fact, like Korean woman firefighter in general, like firefighter being like certain like character like that. I think, I feel like that's very American concept. Like Korean firefighters are not like muscle Muscular. building, like <laughs> the image of like, ooh, firefighter hot, you know, that's definitely not Korean concept. I think, uh, you know, it started with like the calendars they would put out, like just to raise money and stuff. They would make, uh, they would make a calendar every year of like hot firefighters uh, wearing like outfits and like have, have their shirt off. <laughs> I th- and that became a thing like that built that was built into uh, I think originally it was just like yeah you know a lot of the firefighters are really good looking guys right okay because maybe they are built maybe they I don't know what is a firefighter like it has to be a certain kind of person that goes into that world you know and, I guess um, something about it there's some look there's some feeling there's some <laughs> maybe it's the idea that they're selfless you know I don't know but at some point that also morphed into Yes, that's the personality, but also, like, they take care of themselves. They work out. They have a lot Uh. of free time to do that. And it's also beneficial with the job they do because they have to be fit to do those things and all the training and everything. So then, and I think it's true more in, like, the bigger cities, like they talk about it. Like, smaller cities, it's like, no, it's like a volunteer fire department with any Joe Schmo who can come help out. But, like, the bigger cities where, like, they have serious... You know, kids grow up like, oh, I want to be a firefighter in L.A. Like, that's a different uh, kind of thing than if it, it was just in, like, you know, somewhere in Kansas. Huh. 
But yeah, that's a, it's, it's probably not like that in Korea then, right? No, it's just, it's very it's like, underpaid. Like, yeah. they're always like, you know, sweaty and like, I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> always, sweaty. <laughs> always sweaty and like, it's some like, I just see like some old man, like middle-aged man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's different concept. That's why I was like, remember that uh, time when I used to live in New York? Uh, I told you one time, like, yeah, this guy followed me. He wanted to get my number, and he told me, like, I'm a firefighter. And, and you're like, you're like so? <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I told you the story, and you're like, you were followed by a firefighter. And, you were like, and I was like, okay. Like, I didn't get that concept at all. Yeah, like, a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they dig the firefighter. A lot of girls, <laughs> like, they uh, want Wonder, but like, there's probably so a Sex in the City episode with them oh pining over some firefighters. Crazy. Yeah, so that guy, like, he was, I, like, looked down the window, like, he was, you know, downstairs for a while, and he thought I was going to come back down and give him his num- give him my number, but... You I probably like, did the right thing. I was like, whatever. <laughs> but I remember, like, he was like, hey, I'm a pretty nice guy, and I'm a firefighter, you know? And I was like, okay, so what? <laughs> Yeah, those guys in those cities, they make they actually make money. I mean, now that I think about it, okay, yeah, he was a New York City firefighter. Yeah, so that's, a, that's I guess a he was deal. saying it like, oh, I'm a doctor. Yeah, kind of. That's, that's pretty what much what it, yeah. yeah. Like, you, again, you couldn't do that in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go try to ask some you girl You definitely out. can't do that in Korea. <laughs> but, yeah, that works in that city. But anyway, so this character is firefighter. Um, a and the female reason, firefighter. The reason she looks so fit is because she's actually semi-athlete in her real life so she started training for boxing in 2010 boxing because she was cast as a boxer back Uh then and what's funny is i guess the show got uh, canceled so they didn't even shoot a scene wow like one single scene and she was training training. but i guess she got into it she she liked training so she kept doing it and she was like you know it was i figured it was good like workout exercise for a diet it's great workout for weight that. loss and like yeah of course boxing yeah and she kept doing it she, she really got into it she went for amateur boxing competition nice. and she kept moving up so in 2013 she actually became what do you call it the national athlete yeah like boxer like a real yeah professional so she boxer. could she could enter uh olympic wow that's amazing or like any other world major boxing. did she end up going to olympics or yeah no, I don't think she did, but she did go into a couple like national, world, whatever cool. champion. What yeah. do I don't even know the right term, like the boxing competition. Yeah. Yeah, and then she was like really doing it, and that's awesome. People were like, "Oh, she's an actress. What if her face got injured? Right. And what if her <laughs> bone gets fractured? What right. is she gonna do?" And then. You know, I mean, sometimes you see her face all swollen and stuff, but right. she didn't care. She really got into it, and she kept doing it. And now she's not, like, she's retired as a boxer, right. but she's still, that's her thing, like, she's workout. Yeah, she probably still trains. Yeah, she and, still and does like things. spars a little and, bit, but doesn't, like, compete the way that you would. Yeah, and she does, like, serious weightlifting and yeah. stuff. Yeah, crazy. But it's interesting because Koreans are not into that kind of thing. Like, Koreans don't like women to be muscle, like, like yeah, fit right. like that. That's not you know the standard beauty like right. people don't look at a korean i think korean concept of like pretty girl is like a very very skinny and right. like very light skin and right you know very girly that's the kind of like a highly praised like oh she's really beautiful you know so somebody who's going into this and wanting that body and doing right. it and as a an celebrity i think that's a serious commitment and i really like her for standing by her you know interest and her belief yeah that's good i mean and it's just a just another female role model for girls growing up that they can see oh wow look she did it you know i mean in fact that's why there's a whole show that i did with mary the um weightlifting fairy kim bokju yeah the reason that show came out is because guys won't date any first of all female <laughs> athlete is difficult right if you're a weightlifter your chance of dating or getting married is way, way lower than any other wow. athlete because, yeah. Yeah, they just don't like it. You know, it's kind of uh, the way the picture you're painting for me is, you know, guys want this, like, little skinny, young, mm-hmm. light-skinned person who basically 
if they're not built or strong or have muscles, they're just these little twigs that, <laughs> you know, are kind of daintily going around. Obviously, they don't want them to have a voice or any power. And then when they marry them, they're like, okay, you have to do all this work, like right, cooking, cleaning, right. maintaining. But, like, that's not what they've been, you know, that's not why you liked wow, them in the first that's really point, good. right? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You liked them because they were this, and now when you marry them, you're just going to try to – you're going to want something else, you know? It's like, what the – what are you thinking? I think you, know? you just – you're better off getting the boxing person who's obviously committed and will train and will work hard. You marry her, and then she'll probably do a lot, all those things for you easily, you know? I think you just earned a lot of Korean fans, Korean female fans, by the comment. Well, what I was going to ask is, um, while she was, like, was this one of her first films, like, first or first TV shows? No, no, she's been doing she's it been for a while. A lot. Yeah, even from like 2010, 2013, she was still like shooting a lot. So of she stuff. was shooting, but she was also like pursuing the boxing yeah, thing too. Yeah, that's cool. So there's she's had a lot of exposure then. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. So this one, you know, obviously she does a lot of action. So she was here. cast well, probably for this one. Right. She's like the right person to cast. Right. Because and in fact, of all what that. I heard is that in the webtoon, this character doesn't have as much importance. Oh, okay, but. Since her cast, I think right. the role, like what they do in the story, is a little bit like more. Well, they brought out more yeah. of her character because it was such good casting. Right, that makes sense. So yeah, a lot of action scenes and you know, like all this dangerous, so-called dangerous, like right. move, were like all literally done by her. There's no stunt; That's she awesome. did it all. <laughs> if you go on YouTube and yeah. Lee Shiyoung, um behind the scene. Like, there's a scene, like, she's doing, like, 100 push-ups before, like, shooting the <laughs> scene. Because awesome. you have to look a certain way. Right. Like, that's a strong scene. And, so, yeah. like, yeah, she's, like, literally on the set, and she's doing, like, push-ups. <laughs> when you look at it, it's not just, like, bulk arm. Like, right. those specific, like, there's a scene that you see back of her, like, on her back. Yeah, there's, like, serious muscle. Like, the little, like, s- small muscles, those yeah. are the really hard ones to right. make. Like, you have to, it takes <laughs> years of serious right. bodybuilding Work. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely want to see her now. So yeah, like you said before, there are a lot of characters in this show, and when you think about it, they a lot of them are kind of useful because you have firefighter, right? There's medical student, right? That's important. Got to have that. And there's a this Korean language teacher slash serious Christian guy. Okay, got to have your religion to keep people... <laughs> right, spirits up, right? <laughs> and then there's this, uh, like, ex-army person. Right. He got injured, so he can't... He's on wheelchair. Oh, okay. But he makes weapons now. He's, like, a weapon engineer. Wow. So he makes That's this handy. makeshift... Yeah, he, like, makes this, like, makeshift, like, weapons and stuff for people. Okay. And then there are children. And I feel like having children... It's good because it kind of gives some kind of, I don't know, hope or something, right? And the yeah. dire situation like this, having some Relief, kids around. Having the, the viewpoint of that. Plus, that's the future, right? Right. That, that makes you look every time and remember this is why it's important for us to keep up hope. Yeah. But I think the best scenario in this situation is that the apartment, as shabby as it is, yeah, it was sort of like the... You know, apartment on the top and then bottom on the, like, stores. Yeah, yeah. As retail. Yeah. And stuff on the bottom. So what happened is that when the the shutter went down, oh, they have the security store. went down. They have stores on the ah, bottom, right? To help with their survival. So that's how they got the food. Because they can't just keep going back and forth to their unit to right. get the food. They're like, they you don't know what you're going to run into. So everybody's now kind of... In one area. Yeah, in one area. They're all like sealed into this one area in the, from the first floor. But they have... A 7 Grocery store. Yeah, something like Seven <laughs> Eleven or like some kind of convenience store grocery there. Right. So they go there and then they like figure out, okay, this is how much food we have versus how many heads here. Right. And let's say we don't know how long this is going to last, but we have to save the food. So we're going to ration, and we eat minimum just to survive every right. day. So you're not going to eat a feast. You're definitely not going to eat normal meal portion. Right. But just enough water, just enough meal to give you energy. So they had that. And then the area they're, like, locked themselves in is, like, a daycare center. Yeah. 
So there. How is that helpful? <laughs> well, it's like it has security, but also the good thing is they have thermometer. Oh, okay. So they can take their yeah. body temperature every, every day, every month, if anyone's to make sure they're yeah. not getting cold, right? Right. You okay. can't be cold. And then there is also like the small arcade. <laughs> little <laughs> like, entertainment break. Yeah. So they That's were gonna too. use that as that, but then later they used that arcade place as a like isolation room. Isolation room. Yeah. So if anyone started bleeding and showing stick symptoms, yeah, you were sent to arcade room. Isn't that great? The like holding cell. Yeah, holding cell is arcade. Arcade room. room. Yeah. Go play video games and die. Okay. You know, at my previous job, my office had separate bathroom. Yeah. And then there was like emergency kit and stuff, but then I always had like some snacks. My coworker had some snacks <laughs> and we have separate bathroom, right? Yeah. So whenever we did like a, um, what do you call it? The, the earthquake drill or emergency oh, yeah. drill or anything like that. Like we're like, this is the best place if anything ever really happens. Right. Because we got the bathroom, we got snacks here. That's true. You have everything sta- everything you need stashed yeah. away. Instead of like just being in a normal office space and, you know, other places. Well, while you were talking about that, I was thinking... You know, they talk a lot about the structures of cities versus living in, you know, out on your own in, right. in suburbia. Yeah. And you just have houses in a neighborhood, right? Yeah. So maybe you're locked in your house and you can stay for a little while. But something like this where, you know, the city is where you work, where you shop, right. where you live, right? So if you're in one of these high-rise buildings, yeah, you might have a pharmacy. You might have... There's a better chance you have people around you that can help, you know. It's pro- you're probably yeah. not going to be living with a doctor and a, and a fireman <laughs> and right. a gang member <laughs> and somebody who knows how to make weapons. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we covered maybe a quarter of what I wanted to talk about, but we got next week. So, any other questions uh, before no. we wrap up? No, it's great. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I think just the fact that, you know, your desire can turn you into monster is is a great setup. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really interesting idea and um not just that, it's you know, it just makes you think about your life and what you're doing and yeah. you know, I like shows like that that can get you thinking about those things. Yeah. But I really just want to see if they are going to make it. Will they survive? That's the question. Can you tell me that yet? You can't, right? I I actually don't know. Ah, good. And I'll explain why next week. Okay. Why I don't know, although I watched the whole 10 episodes. Will they survive or not? See you next week. Find out next week. Thank you. See ya. Bye.